Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Exodus 36 through 38. Building something for the Lord is no simple thing. And I mean that in a literal way. I'm a pastor at a church where for a few years now, we've been talking about trying to build a building where we can do church. And let me tell you, that's no simple process. There's a lot, frankly, that needs to be given by people for that to happen. There's a lot of detail that would need to go into planning out a place like that. There's just a lot going on. And so when we read about the tabernacle, we should have some sense of appreciation. This represents a big feat of just organization and provision as we literally see the tabernacle coming together in our reading today. But there's three things that I want us um, to really think about. One is, again, the big picture of what we see here, and then two other things that we'll see in our passage today. But we got to remember the big picture of the tabernacle. This is how God is going to dwell among his people. And so as we continue to read about that, we should keep in mind the bigger picture of, okay, what is the rest of the Bible going to tell us about how God dwells among his people? Well, we saw Jesus Christ come into this world, the Son of God taking on human form and form and tabernacling, you could say, among us. And he lived among us. He is God with us. And so much of the tabernacle ultimately points to Christ. He is the one who will tear the veil. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. He is the sacrifice for our sins. He is the one who will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we see the tabernacle, we must, I I believe, think at some level of Christ. And it is only through Christ that we can have God dwell among us. And then Christ now dwells among us through the Holy Spirit, which lives inside of us. And your body is now a temple of the Holy Spirit. So that would be my first thing. Think of that big picture as we continue to read about the tabernacle and see how the Bible is pointing us towards Christ. Now, specifically in our text today, I think there's a couple other things worth our notice. Uh, One of my favorite Bible commentators, Warren Wiersbe, says this, the construction of the tabernacle involved God's pattern and man's provision. So think about those two things, God's pattern and man's provision. And you see man's provision there, especially in uh, chapter 36. Uh, They call, or Moses calls for Bezalel and Aholiab, these craftsmen that are going to lead the charge and putting the tabernacle together. And the people are bringing things for the tabernacle. And the craftsmen eventually come to Moses and say, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. 
So Moses gave command, and the word was proclaimed throughout the camp, Let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. So you see, there was very generous provision that God used here to provide for the tabernacle. And so even anytime we say something like man's provision, we have to realize there's always some of God's provision behind man's provision. God's the one ultimately ultimately that provided for these men. But then this was, if we remember some of our previous readings, this was not under compulsion. There was no command, everybody, you have to give this much. No, people freely came and freely gave. And they gave in such a way that there was more than enough. And I just want to tell you as somebody that's grown up as a pastor's kid, someone that's worked in um, full-time ministry for his entire adult life, someone that's seen missionaries uh, do things in all different parts of the world, guess what? Ministry today still requires man's provision. And it is a beautiful thing when people come together and supply what is needed for God's work. And remember, God could have dropped the tabernacle out of the sky, but he didn't. He chose to use people. And God still today chooses to use people. And I think part of that, there's many reasons, but I think part of that is for our own benefit. Jesus really meant what he said when he said it is better to give than to receive. There's a blessing that we get from freely giving to something that God is going to use for his glory. And do you know that joy? Do you know that joy that's, that comes from freely giving to um, what, what the Lord is doing? And if you don't, I want to encourage you. Maybe that's through your local church. Maybe that's through a missionary. There's some opportunity for you to freely give and be a part of something that God is building in the world today. It's going to take that same generous heart. And I hope you get to know the joy of seeing those moments where, wow, look at what God has done to provide for his work in the world. But also, we saw not just man's provision, but also God's pattern. A lot of our reading today, I'll just be frank with you, is going to feel repetitive because you've read the account of God kind of giving the blueprints, so to speak, for the tabernacle. And now you're going to read a pretty detailed account of people building it exactly according to the blueprints. And it'll go back, well, over the blueprints again. And so, we need to notice that's a good thing. God told them, do it this way. And now you're reading, they're doing it this way. And even if some of the reading seems a little laborious to you, don't miss that big picture. They're doing it the way God told them to do it. And I think the things that we will see in the world today that really honor and glorify God are going to involve those two elements. God's pattern and man's provision. People generously coming together to do what God has said and to generously give to that effect, but doing it according to God's pattern. Now, when we think about church today, God has not given us a pattern for church that tells us, thou shalt build thy buildings exactly to these dimensions and exactly with these materials. There's nothing like that in instruction for the church. But The Bible tells us what kind of leaders we should have 
in the church. Uh, the Bible tells us so many of the one another's that we are to practice uh, within the church. That there's a lot of instruction that God gives that, that tell us what church should look like. And so we want to, in our own lives, seek to follow God's pattern. And again, let me just emphasize, there is a joy when you set out to serve the Lord and you do it by generosity and you do it by God's pattern, man, there is there is a good feeling. And that's where we are not to be feelings-based people just doing what feels good. But there are such things as really godly good feelings because you're doing something the way God designed it. That does in a sense, feel good. There is a, ah, this is just right feeling that comes when I'm being generous like God would call me to, and I'm doing what God would want me to do according to God's pattern. So let's appreciate the magnitude of what's going on here in Exodus 36 through 38. And let's also appreciate some of the parallels that it gives us towards today. And I hope you enjoy the joy and the, the good and right feeling, and that, that sense of purpose that comes when you are being generous and in seeking to provide for God's work and you're seeking to do God's work according to God's pattern. And let's all search our hearts to see, are there ways I can be generous towards that? Or are there ways maybe I'm not doing something according to God's pattern so that God would use all of us to give Him glory in the world today? Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.